0: If we don't identify what are those pieces that we're holding on to so dearly that aren't serving our greatest good, if we don't single those out and figure those out, we're never going to get where we want to go because those are the things that will hold you back from pursuing opportunities all in. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue-generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Cincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of She Leads First. Welcome back to another quickie where we know that every conversation holds the opportunity for growth. And that is exactly what I want to talk to you today about, your growth and your identity and how it's going to shift over time. But more importantly, how you need to let go of the pieces of you that don't serve you, that are present in the way that you are showing up in your life today, in your identity today, shedding those, letting them go, almost grieving them and saying goodbye to them so that you can become who you are meant to be, so that you can let your true self, your highest self, and those qualities shine through or develop if they aren't practiced yet in your personality now, and stepping into that new identity because it does require a letting go of who you once were in order to become who it is you are destined to be. And what brought this up for me this week was, well, a number of things, to be honest. I'm always reminded of the growth that I am on because I am constantly striving to become a better person and to let go of the pieces that don't serve me anymore and continue to reach for more and better and more and better, such as life, right? Such as growth. But this came up for me this week because I had some colleagues of mine who were praising me and it was so kind of them to do so on this podcast. And more specifically, the way that I interview people. And I found myself just sitting so uncomfortable receiving that feedback from them, even though it was all positive and they were saying nice things. It was like my full body was rejecting it. And I just wanted to almost like crawl out of my skin. And I just was so uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable receiving this praise and if I followed that train of thought or that feeling down to the root of it, it was because I didn't think that they were right. I didn't think that it was true and that I was worthy of the praise that they were giving me for this new venture, this new podcast that's come out. So then I sat with that and I was like, well, why do you feel that way? And I got to the root, which was this internalized piece of my identity this internalized belief that I had that I had developed over I'm 29 so 29 years of my life this had been internalized and reinforced for me or so I had thought of I'm not a good communicator I don't express myself well I don't have good conversational skills with other people which my logical brain knows now is not the case But that was an identity or a piece of my identity that I carried around for a long time. And to be honest, it used to be true. I used to really struggle with interpersonal skills. I was very shy growing up. I didn't have a lot of, my parents had friends, but I didn't see a lot of healthy friendships growing up. Not that they had unhealthy friendships. I just didn't see a lot of it modeled. My parents are entrepreneurs. They worked on pretty much nonstop. So when my parents were working around the clock. I didn't see a lot of friendships modeled. And so I always kind of grew up with this anxiety and this insecurity of like, I don't know how to have good conversations with other people. And there were other little micro moments that I can think back to where, you know, I had instances that reinforced that identity for me of I am not a good conversationalist or communicator. And so you can imagine how that would carry through into this venture of (laughs) starting and growing this podcast and interviewing other people. And I will say one thing that I was born and blessed with is... The ability or the belief that even though I have insecurities and even though I have things that I know that I'm not naturally good at, I've always held this deep-rooted belief that anything is possible for me. And I know as I get older and the more people I talk to that that is a superpower of mine and I'm so glad and grateful that I get to share it with my clients and with all of you through this podcast. But I truly believe that there is nothing that I can't do if I decide that I want to do it. And my whole life, I've been like this. I would set these crazy, random out there goals, like just to see if I could do it. Like, I was in a pageant when I was 15 just because even though it was like the height of my shyness, I actually remember it was like, I want to be good at the interview. Funnily enough, I'm just remembering that now coming back to this topic that we're at right now. I wanted the interview practice. I wanted to be put on the spot and be forced to be able to conversate and come up with a really good answer on the spot. Like that was a challenge that I wanted to lean into. And so I went and I I did a pageant, even though it was so out of the norm for me. It was so out of character for me. I was this very shy little girl, not very much outside of my shell, not a performer in that sense, at least. And my life has always been like that. I've always reached for things that feel crazy just to prove to myself that I can do them. And it's wonderful now because I genuinely carry that belief for all of my clients too. And for everyone I interact with, I know you can do anything you want to do. It doesn't mean it's going to come easy. It doesn't mean that you don't have pieces of your identity. And I certainly do as well, like that are insecurities, that are things that aren't true, that have been internalized, that are going to need to be worked through. But I do genuinely believe that we can work through them. And so I believe that on some subconscious level. That is why I chose to do this podcast was because I wanted to rewrite this belief. And so I'm lucky in that sense that I don't stop myself from doing things because I think I'm bad at them. But I want to bring that forward in case you are. And now even though it didn't stop me from starting this podcast, this, you know, subconscious belief or maybe even conscious belief at this point that I'm not a good communicator, it didn't stop me. But I have to look at this now because I know that if I don't let go of this piece of my identity that is this negative, right? It's this negative energy that comes forward that makes me want to shrink at opportunities, that makes me want to shrink at praise when somebody says that to me. I need to rewrite that because that can't come with me where I'm going. I have huge goals for this podcast. And as you're listening, I want you to think about your goals too. Like You have huge goals for what you want to do. Are there pieces of your identity that force you to shrink when you think about executing them? Are there pieces of you that maybe aren't true, but you've internalized and you've carried with you for so long now that they feel like it's part of you and you're almost addicted to leaning on them as a safety net, as something for you to hang your hat on and say, well, if this isn't working, it's just because of that right like I could say well if my podcast doesn't take off it's just because I'm not a good communicator so I wasn't meant to be doing this now as I say that out loud I'm like I know that's not true and the same is going to be for you when you start to say your things out loud and challenge them and look for evidence to the contrary but these are the things where if we don't face them if we don't identify what are those pieces that we're holding on to so dearly that aren't serving our greatest good, if we don't single those out and figure those out, we're never going to get where we want to go. Because those are the things that will hold you back from pursuing opportunities all in. Those are the things that are going to stop you from reaching for something when it's it's a shiny object in front of you and all you have to do is reach out and grab it. You're going to say, uh-oh, but what about this piece of me? That feels stronger? What about this piece of me that tells me that I can't do this? And so, as these things come up, the best thing that we can do is just start to challenge them and just start to rewrite the belief as it pops up, because a lot of times it's going to pop up as resistance. And now, I'm giving this one example of this piece of my identity where I'm not a good communicator. You better believe I'm doing everything in my power right now to gather evidence and remind myself that that's not true. And part of the healing process, honestly, has just been creating these podcasts and putting it out into the world because that creates opportunities for me to get feedback. And while we can always rewrite a belief from our own internal state, sometimes that external validation where somebody comes to you and is like, you're doing a good job, that can be an incredible catalyst to propelling you into the belief that you do want to hold instead because it's not just you versus your brain. You've got external evidence saying the contrary helping you rewrite that belief towards something new. So this is another reason why, you know, I always preach community because community is going to be the best mirror for what's true and what's not true in your life, because people are going to let you know really quickly what you're doing well, and then you're going to see in other people what you're not doing well and what you get a chance to work on. But as these things are coming up, we want to be challenging them. And I want to just call forward some other examples of this too, because this can show up in a lot of different sneaky ways. It could be limiting beliefs that you hold about yourself. Like that's the example that I gave for myself here. But I also see people do this with their human design. Oh, I can't do that because I'm a projector or, oh, that would never work for me because I'm a manifesting generator or no, I'm not going to stick with this project to the end because I'm a generator. And I don't think it's lighting me up anymore. When we almost use these as like shields to not do the work to not move through genuine hard work there's good resistance and there's bad resistance in our life right there's challenge that we have to overcome that can sometimes feel like out of alignment resistance and then there's genuine resistance where something's just not meant for you and your body's going to be screaming at you but a lot of times we'll use things like our human design as a scapegoat of like well It's not technically in alignment with my human design operating in its highest good. So therefore, I'm not going to do this thing because it feels hard. But maybe that was just a normal difficult. Maybe that was just normal hard. That doesn't mean it's out of alignment. It's just the fact that the task is difficult, that the task is going to take time, trial, and error. So human design and personality tests in general, like Enneagram numbers, things like that, I see people use those as identity pieces that they hold onto that are detrimental instead of empowering. That's another way that it comes up. But one other place that I see this is in the conversation of introvert versus extrovert. And I say this as somebody who self-identifies as an introvert. I know that I need to give myself plenty of time to recharge for myself, especially after I'm doing a lot of energy output type things where I'm in groups of people, like I know I need time to recharge. I know I'm not built as an extrovert. I know that. But for years, I let that be something that held me back from doing things that I wanted to do. Because I was just more so afraid of the unknown of the environment, but it was a convenient shield to hide behind of saying, well, I'm an introvert, so this isn't good for me. So I'm not going to do this because this doesn't feel good. Anything from like going to a party where I didn't know that many people there, to going to a networking event, to joining masterminds, to genuinely anything outside of my comfort zone where I had to engage with many new people at once, doing live trainings. Anything that put me outside of my little comfort zone as an introvert and my little hermit bubble, I also have the hermit in my human design profile if anyone's into that. So it's genuinely part of my identity that I deeply internalized. But I used that as an excuse to not go do these things that deep down, if I really got down to it, I did want to do. I did want to be in the room with other people. I did want to go to networking events and share my gifts. I did want to host events. I did want to host large trainings. But first I had to admit that to myself. And admitting that to myself meant maybe letting go of a little piece of that identity that I had built and held so tightly to and used as this comforting security blanket of, but I'm an introvert. So I don't have to do those things. I don't have to get outside of my comfort zone. Because again, that's not good for me, right? Or so I was telling myself, but really I was holding myself back from doing all of these things that when I thought about the future version of myself and who I wanted to be, she was doing them. She wasn't sitting at home behind her computer 24-7 because she's an introvert. She was getting out there and she was doing the things and she was getting in the rooms and she was giving the speeches and she was getting on stage. She was putting herself out there and engaging with other people, but I couldn't do that if I was holding on so tightly to the identity of an introvert that can't or won't go out and do those things. And so this conversation is an invitation to you to examine yourself and your identities that you have internalized. What pieces of it are serving you and what pieces of it are holding you back? What pieces of it are you conveniently holding on to because they're so comfortable and because they keep you inside of your comfort zone, but in doing so, they are also holding you back from everything you want to achieve. Because you can't be who you've always been and expect to step into this brand new version of you that has a brand new life. You can't change things if you don't change things. It's common sense when we get down to it, but sometimes we need to be knocked over the head with it a little bit, right? And reminded of like, okay, I can't be the same and expect a new life to form in front of me. I can't hold on to every single piece of this identity that's brought me to where I am now and expect to go forward and do bigger and better things. I can't be a different version of myself if I'm still trying to be same old me that I've always been. And last thing I want to say to this is this doesn't mean that you are changing who you are at your core. It's the opposite. It's we're letting who you are at your core come forward and be the one that leads. We're stripping away all of the shadows, all of the self-doubt, all of the layers that have been built upon the core of your personality, of who you are, these shields of protection that we have accumulated over the years because of trauma, because of bad things that have happened to us, because of things that we were afraid of, because of things that didn't go our way. And we internalized them and said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to put up some shields so this never happens again. But that's not who you are. That's you in defense mode. That's not your highest self. That is years of fear and protective mechanisms layered on top of each other leading the show. But you don't want that anymore. You don't want to live out of fear. You don't want to live out of hesitation. You don't want to live out of a place of scarcity and resistance. We want to strip that down so that we can step forward and let our highest self lead. So it is a grieving. It is a death. It is letting go of who you used to be, but it's so that core, that core piece of you, deep down who you really are, gets to step forward and run the show because she is the version of you that is gonna lead you to everything that you want in life and more. But if you can't get to her, if you don't challenge these identity pieces as you feel them come up, and they're gonna come up as excuses, they're gonna come up as fear, they're gonna come up as moments of resistance where you say, I can't do that. If you don't start to question that voice, how is she ever going to step out and step into the driver's seat? I'm like, whoo! I got myself all on all a, a big, a big preach there. <laughs> I just went into preacher mode, but I love it. And I'm so passionate about this stuff. And I hope that, I hope that listening, you understand and you can get to the core of this with me and you're really going there with me because this is such big life changing stuff when you get it right? And when you internalize it, and when you start to do the work, and this is that other side of business that everyone always talks about that, you know, the internet loves to talk about where I'm always like, but balance it with strategy. (laughs) Don't forget the strategy just because this is shiny and enticing and exciting. It is. And this is the work that you have to do alongside the strategic side of building your business. But when we get them both together, that's when you are unstoppable. All right, you guys, I hope that you loved this conversation and this episode. Wherever you are, if you got something valuable out of this, my ask to you is just that you screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, tag me, let me know what your biggest takeaway or aha moment was from this. It means the world to me to see you guys tuning in, to see what you took away from each episode and see what you're doing when you listen to She Leads First. So thank you again for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being such an amazing part of this community. And I will see you in the next episode. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here, listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number.